1: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our Deep Six Pro Wrestling midweek mashup. This is week five, episode 11 of our Deep Six Pro Wrestling podcast. Joining me tonight, we have Randy Zelia from Back Sports Page. And also we got Emerito. Emerito. From level one games, Pompton, New Jersey. How
2: Thank, you doing guys? Thank you. Good I, doing I, good. I, I think next week we have to open the show with Simi Guevara's message to M. I think that'd be <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing. But hey it's good to you uh, good to be back and a great episode of A Douy Dominant. Looking forward to talking with you guys about it. Let's do it. Em, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. This is
1: uh, one of the highlights of my week uh watching dynamite and then joining you guys afterwards to discuss it so
2: it's like the postmortem. it's like the postmortem. Uh, it's like this the reaction of the show that's like uh like the wall there's a talking dead the, so we're yeah. like doing, we're like doing the talking dead aspect of Pro-Ref. we're not we're, the we're originators of it, but
1: we do a pretty good
2: job <laughs> yeah we're doing all right we're doing all right. They, they haven't canceled this yet so that's pretty good yeah what
1: is it? Talking dynamite, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I love we're, it. We're, 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 we're talking the, dynamite. Uh, I like that. Sure. Let's.
2: We're, we're, that's the. <laughs> that's our. That's our show name right there. Talking dynamite. I like it. I think that's the show that.
1: I, yeah, I, I think that's the show we just finished watching. Right. Uh, put
2: Put a, Put a t- Put a, put, a, put it on a T-shirt. We'll sell it. Make millions.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pro wrestling T-shirts. Here we come. Pro wrestling Tees, <laughs> talking dynamite, baby. So speaking, of, uh, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of talking dynamite, we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, we see uh, the show starts off. We'll, we'll kind of keep it centered around the promo really quick, but we see uh, the show start off with the inner circle. Uh, they're they're backstage. They're hanging out in front of a in in front of a truck, and uh, Santana's uh, talking about. Uh, You know how they got these t shirts with the the stadium stampede champion shirt and um, what have you. And then Santana's like, yo, yo, I got this awesome deal. And then out comes the uh, opens the truck, and there's a truck full of boxes of t-shirts and i thought this was a pretty funny segment to uh start off the show you kind of knew where they were going that they would end the show later on which we'll get to but what did you guys think of this segment little 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 uh little laughter to start off
2: i thought it was good sophisticated comedy there and like just seeing jericho's face when they open up the truck and and how he had those t-shirts made up <laughs> yeah he, he was disgusted because they didn't uh, win uh, it was just it was just the look of the disgust on his face, and just on how they're like, "It's all right, we lost, but we're still going to celebrate." Type of mentality, and uh, it was it was great opening. I, I personally, I enjoyed it. I think, I think uh, after years of watching Chris Jericho work, I think that his work in AEW has been some of its best. And uh, like Jim Ross says it every week on how he constantly reinvents himself. There's uh, you can't argue that point whatsoever. The inner circle, and he's helping build Sammy, and he's helping. Put the shine on guys like uh, uh, Proud and Powerful. Um, you know, I, I, you can't you can't overstate it enough what Jericho has done for the inner circle.
1: Dude, the fact that he brings uh, that they bring in their their own brand of like, like for instance, uh, Santana. He's like, ah, I got a deal from this from from Carlos on one twenty fifth Street. You know, being from New York, I know where all that is. So it. it, it Makes me feel connected to the show, you know, and it's 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 awesome, man. The the look on just everything you said, like how how can I say anything more? It was perfect. Like the look on Jericho's face is like really you got more from Carlos on one twenty fifth, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah, was he, great.
1: He, was, he wasn't having it at the moment, but his
2: reaction was
1: priceless. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I you- listened.
2: And Hager's face was the best because he had that, that that expression. And then when he opened up the back of the truck, you saw Hager's face just go, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, like you, you
1: feel your soul just get drained out of you. As soon as you see the, the what is it? Hundreds of boxes full of inner circle champion T-shirts. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, you know where those shirts are probably going um Pro every, <laughs> yeah, quite possibly <laughs> i was gonna say where every loser of a championship t-shirt goes um but uh moving on uh we had uh matt hardy and the young bucks versus private party private party had a pretty good showing tonight better than uh saturday night uh but yeah matt hardy and young bucks versus private party and joey janela uh so a couple things uh, happened here. Matt Jackson got into it with the Butcher and the Blade, and uh, that that set up for a little bit of a, a melee a little later on, which we'll get into. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we see Matt Hardy and the Young Bucks get the win. Um, then it gets a little interesting. Uh, we see the Butcher and the Blade. They come in to extract revenge and attack the Young Bucks. By this time, Matt Hardy was already backstage. Um then, then we hear a little engine revving. So I'm like, okay, what is this? You know, is this like John Moxley coming out again? Uh, you know, his vehicle, or whatever. I uh, thought they were going to start something up there. Um, but then uh, a couple familiar faces show up. The FTR, formerly known as the Revival, uh, now go by the names of Hardwood and uh, Wheeler. They, they come in. You think they're going to attack the Young Bucks? Uh, but instead they attack the Butcher and the Blade first, and then we see a little bit of a standoff uh, between a Young Bucks and FTR. Um, so uh, a pleasant surprise. I thought maybe they would have pulled the trigger on this uh, during the pay-per-view, but that didn't happen, uh, but we got it tonight. Uh, what did you guys think? What are
2: your thoughts? I loved it. Uh, I thought well one thing that I think that we've all understated uh, the last couple of weeks is the brilliance of Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy started this off, you know, with changing from uh, broken Matt Hardy back into Hardy Boy Matt Hardy back into Omega Matt Hardy, which was pretty cool. And I got to tell you, the match itself was great. Uh, I believe there was an injury. I, I don't know if you guys noticed that, too. There was definitely yeah. an injury there with a member of a private party. Yeah,
0: so they helped. And they,
2: so they helped get him back to the backstage area before they did that and then look FTR we all knew when they were in WWE they were very unhappy uh if you had the opportunity to listen to talk is Jericho they were on there they explained what the whole situation was it this was like the worst kept secret in pro wrestling that they were coming over to <laughs> AEW and so but you know what though they're making an impact and after getting to listen to their side of the story and what they want to accomplish. This is a perfect marriage, AEW and FDR. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do. I have a whole lot more respect for them after hearing their side of the story. Um, I'm cheaplessly pl- plugging Jericho's podcast to listen to that episode, but I-, I wish them all the success in AEW because they're two guys who just love wrestling and just love the business and want to be successful. And now they're in a situation where tag team wrestling is a priority. I think this is going to be great, and I think it's going to be—they're um, going to build that match with the Young Bucks. It's—it's going to. This might be a November, December type of matchup, not one for like Fighter Fest. Em, take this one because I know you want to jump in on yeah. this one too.
1: Well, no, they definitely don't rush into this one. We all knew it was coming, so let's draw it out a little bit and make it special. Yeah. Uh, the match itself was really good. I mean, like you know, like Wayne said, uh, private party. Uh, I'm losing my words today. Private party looked very sharp today, considering that they weren't so sharp on on Saturday. And um, very good, solid match. And the the ending was unfortunate uh, because I think uh, Mark Quinn he he might have hurt his knee at, at one of the dives. So uh, I was hoping it was a work, but the fact that they helped him out and he he didn't uh, just walk out of there on his own, I really hope that it's not as serious as it looked. Because uh, that guy he can fly when he flies, he makes it looks he he makes it look effortlessly. I, I I get jealous. It's like I can barely walk straight, and this guy is like <laughs> doing flips like. Like, some, like he, he was invented to do flips. He, he's like a damn bird. So it was very unfortunate seeing that. But it was enticing seeing FTR finally uh, make their, their entrance. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the Butcher and the Blade. I'm sure that, that they'll probably book that for a week or two from now. Uh, and we'll, we'll get the Butcher and the Blade taking another loss there, uh, building off F- F- FTR. And um, like you said, yeah. it's gonna be a, little, a slow build. I don't see it being rushed. At least, I, I i wouldn't uh I wouldn't put it too far off in the in the in the future. Maybe uh, all out. Yeah, that that's a- what August. So I, I'd say a couple of months of kind of teasing it and finally giving it to us because they've been uh, talking about this match for years. I mean, they they started the whole FTR, you know, F F the revival on uh, being the elite, and they like you said they touched on it in the uh, Jericho podcast uh how they, they had no idea where it came from and they kind of just want to prove that they're the best tag team out there. And if you guys have seen any of their stuff, which I, I know you two particular dudes have seen their matches, but if anyone hasn't seen their matches in the past, I mean go back to their NXT days. Don't look at the, the main roster stuff. Let you know, me America, tell you they they yeah. they've come a long way since they were the mechanics. Yeah. And they, in NXT. they Yeah, but uh, their matches with DIY, some of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. Their best work was on NXT. Yeah, so I'm really excited to see the Young Bucks and them go at it. That's been like a dream match of almost every wrestling fan that I've ever spoken to has always wondered how that match would would be, and I'm looking forward to it. You got guys that flip. You got guys that just kick and punch. It's going to be good. I mean, nice the, you know, you know, with the, with the ranking system in AEW now, it's very uh, easy to get there whenever you want to get there with FTR, having a match with Young Bucks. Uh, you could do it in a form of a couple different ways. You could do it in the form of a number one contender match. Uh, maybe at some point, uh, Young Bucks will be the title holders. And uh, they set FTR uh, to fight Young Bucks for the titles. A couple ways you can get there. The the ranking system helps. It doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, you know, heel versus face uh, or some kind of storyline. It could just, uh, it's very, very easy to get there. Um, But I I would say, yeah, don't rush it. Good point. One thing that they said when when they first started AEW was that they can transition from heel to face. Depending on the situation, I think that in this situation, maybe uh, the Young Bucks might be looked at as the heels. I mean, they've been calling them out for years and uh, the, the the Revival or FTR in this situation now, uh, they, they've never kind of responded or they had actually they had no clue why they were being called out and being in the elite. So that this might be that one situation where it's like, OK, well the young bucks are going to be kind of heelish. We saw that with the Omega and and Kenny match. So that's what I find interesting is the dynamic that they can switch, you know, kind of in between heel and face depending on the situation.
2: And and the key thing too, is again, this is their opportunity to do things that they want and have creative input into how it's going to work. Whereas they were like, we've all saw what they were able to do in NXT against, you know, DIY and, you know, alpha and all those other great teams yeah but but now when they went to the main roster it was almost like oh like i almost feel bad for these guys because all they do want to do is just wrestle so now they're in situations where you could be fighting against some really good teams like i'm looking forward to seeing them against private party i guess imagine them against the lucha brothers oh my god like like, <laughs> like it's like i can't wait for it so for them i'm i'm excited for it i'm just looking forward to it um and i think th- this is a great way to uh get their feet in the in the water and get rolling at this point and
1: there's a lot a lot of great possibilities i mean you could even uh do a match with uh, f t r against uh hagman and um uh well, what's his name on a blank right now omega uh, yeah do that uh if they haven't turned uh by that time Barbara um, bra yeah yeah oh my gosh that'd be perfect so <laughs> many roads to get there yeah Absolutely, well, Wayne,
2: Wayne. You just missed that too, because when they were t- right in the beginning, of before this match started, the uh, elite were together. And as soon as I said, "What a win for the elite!" Hangman Adam Page uh, excused himself because he had to go to the hotel to start drinking, and Omega joined him. And uh, so, we, we, this is M's favorite part of the show. So we have to make sure we address that Hangman I'm- Adam Page. <laughs>
1: Didn't I text you guys immediately? I was like,
2: yeah. I feel the third coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming, man. Like it might not. Yeah, it
1: might not be coming. It, it might not he, be coming he, at all. Omega he, may be the one that has a drinking addiction soon, and they, they, you know, um, then you got to tag milk. team that has a drinking addiction. He's called that round. it may not be a turn.
2: Anytime I ever hear anyone say they have a drinking problem, I keep thinking of the movie Airplane. Every single time he just takes a drink and he goes all <laughs> one missing his face. Um, no, nah. like. Like, really it, yeah, it's it's going to happen because every single time you they mentioned, okay, here's you know, the elite, he just gets so it's disgusted, leaving. yeah, and just wait, leaves every single time. So, eventually, it's going well, to he catch said. Up. He yeah.
1: said he wanted to be out of the elite, he said, I'm done, I'm gonna walk away, guys. And they keep pulling him back every time. There's times where they celebrate in the ring and they're inviting him to come in and celebrate, and he's like, guys. I told you I'm out. Like, leave me alone. And they keep on like this peer pressure. And I'm which hoping, is, that the yeah, peer which, pressure is finally gonna be like, you know what, guys, I'm done. And he's gonna he's gonna do the 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 buckshot lariat, and I'm gonna lose my mind. And it's gonna be great. I can't wait.
2: <laughs> yeah, I th- I think that's eventually going to happen. Where he's just like, dude, you guys don't get it. I don't want to do this anymore. And it's like, yeah, because he yeah. keeps.
1: And he dropped a hint uh, last week on uh, being the elite that, you know, like there's times when he just – he did it in metaphors because he was talking about home when he was talking about AEW. And he's like, there's times I just want to ride off into the sunset, you know. And and if you listen to that monologue and you know that he's not talking about actual home, he's talking about coming back to to AEW and all the momentum he lost because of the the virus and everything, you see – that he's going to turn there's no doubt in my mind and I I can almost feel the turn and he keeps teasing me it's like that guy <laughs> in that commercial with the with the one dollar is like oh you almost got it it's like stop doing this to me and finally give me what I want <laughs> I want this heel turn <laughs> <laughs> it, you know and it, it might it might happen we'll see it might maybe maybe not maybe they just tease it forever but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, <laughs> we see the debut of Brian Cage. Uh, he's the winner of the Casino Royale to become the number one contender for the, uh, the AEW World title, which will take place at Fighter Fest. Um, so we see the debut of Brian Cage, uh, his first match on Dynamite. Uh, he gets the squash win over Lee Johnson. Um, and uh, yeah. So right now they're in the middle of the build of Brian Cage versus John Moxley um, would you guys think of this tonight?
2: I thought I think and the-,
1: and the question to you guys is will Brian Cage be the guy to take the title off of John Moxley?
2: I-, I was texting with you guys during this and one of the things we all said was the integration of Taz into this whole situation so good. um yeah like the difference between integrating Taz into this, mix for Brian Cage compared to putting like Tully and Aaron with certain guys is Taz has the ability to talk people into an arena. He was able to do it as a wrestler with ECW, and putting him with Cage, and not that Cage has bad mic skills, but Taz was able to integrate himself in a way where it, it feels like Cage is fighting his battle for him, and he's giving you that great those great lines in the promo that dra- that. That, that makes you want to say okay i say oh, i want to see these two battle so he's like he's like hey mox hey mox and you're just sitting there going oh man you can see he's just, he, moxley just was itching to get in there with cage and taz was just baiting him in and he finished the promo off exactly the way it should have and him and i both said the same thing that's how you do as a promo as a manager right there and taz this is this is great for taz because for Taz, they didn't have a real role for him. I know you guys have all said to me like, "No, you don't need to do anything with the broadcast team." But I think with Dark, it should be like Taz and you know Taz and Excalibur, or I'm sorry, Taz and Tony Shivonia on Dark, and then mix mix and mingle everybody else in there during Dynamite. But Taz, this is a great role for Taz. I have no problem with it. And Cage is just like an animal. And again, he's just oh, a really he's a he's a big dude. I, I'm just hoping that the Wonder styles... how much steroids he's been yeah. taking. Well, I, that's I, that's none of my business. Uh, Not, but... Yeah, I <laughs> <that. Okay. laughs> like I'm I'll wondering, the- <laughs> I, I'm wondering what kind of chemistry he and Moxley are going to have together. That's that's going to be the real question.
1: Yeah, I look forward to that too. And the fact that that dude is so massive yet so yeah. agile, he, he's like I don't know, like one of those big jungle cats that you fear, like I don't know, like a panther or something. It's like he's just so oh, I'm just going <laughs> to rip you apart and he's just going to like toss. I mean, look how he tossed everybody the other night. And he tossed uh, this guy, Lee. I felt bad for him. I saw, I saw Lee again and I'm like, uh, really? You're taking another L? It's like, damn. It's okay. But he so did it. He, he did the job. Talent. Yeah. <laughs> he did the job and this dude looks like a beast. Um, And one of the things I was telling Randy and it's, it's something that always had a problem with pro wrestling because sometimes we have a problem letting go of the past or wanting to relive the past, but this is how you do it. If you're going to bring in somebody from the past, somebody we were all fond of, come on, who who wasn't fond of the suplex machine? Like I said a couple of weeks ago, it might even have been last week. Or actually, it was Saturday when I was talking about Bam Bam Bigelow and, um, and Taz going through the stage.
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: We live for the nostalgia, but there's a way to do it. And tonight was done perfectly. It's like the way he ended it. Survive. what was it? Uh, Beat him. If you can survive, if, if he lets you, right. Was that the line, Randy?
2: it was, it survive, it was. If, if, survive if if we let you as soon as no, he, he said ta-
1: if he he said survive if he lets you he did yeah. say he yeah okay But it, yeah. it was it was great because it recalls what Taz used to say it brought us back to those days of ECW where Taz was this badass you know it was like Taz was going to rip you apart he was going to he was going to kill you he was going to suplex you to hell so so it brought us back there but with a new talent it didn't take anything away from Cage, it actually propelled them forward, and this is what we talk about when an older wrestler gives the guy a rub. That was a rub. There's so many times where an older wrestler comes in and he overshadows the the talent. This was not one of those times. This was perfect. It, it set the tone and, and, and hit the right notes. And I couldn't be happier. Like I, I texted you guys immediately when I heard it. I was like, oh my god! I like. I got exactly what I needed from you. This—it's introducing me to new talent, but with the backing of somebody I know. Let me ask and you this. Point. Let me ask you this, guys. Does Brian Cage take the title off of De- uh, John Moxley come Fighter Fest? I don't think so.
2: No, I don't think so either.
1: Okay, so this is why uh, I proposed to you this question because this reminds me of a Brock Lesnar scenario, 2002. When that is he... true, too. Brock Lesnar. We don't know much about this guy. We heard about his Mm -hmm. hype. He's a big dude. He got a couple enhancement matches to make him look strong. Before we know it, in a month's time, he's uh, in the King of the Ring tournament. He wins the King of the Ring tournament. Still still green. He's only been on the scene for two months. And then a month and a half later, he takes the belt right off of The Rock at SummerSlam 2002, all within a four-month span. Now, Mm -hmm. this could be a similar scenario. This is a very similar scenario right now. Well, Brian Cage be. coming on the scene, wins the chip right away. He's mm-hmm. gonna build up for about a month or two, and then he's gonna get his title match. And in in, in, in in first title match. It could be. There's only and, one. and also John Moxley's had the belt for four months now. So by the time Fighter Fest rolls around, it's gonna be about a six-month reign, which around this time you can kind of um uh, the, the the question becomes more debatable whether uh John Moxley will win the title or not. See, the, the, what I was going to say was that the difference is that when Brock Lesnar came on the scene, he was unknown in the wrestling world. Brian Cage is known. Yeah, he was I was about the same exact thing. Team. He was a champion in Impact, and uh, he lost it to Sammy Callahan. Uh, he's also wrestled in Triple A. So he's well known in the wrestling community. So if you're a wrestling fan, and a lot of the people that watch AEW are, are wrestling fans, they know who Brian Cage is, and that's why they, they popped on Saturday. But uh, the only Kenny thing t- is, uh, Brian Page is new to the uh, new, new is a household new, name new uh, on mainstream yeah. TV, brand new exactly. So, but if people aren't watching the Indies t- Impact, they don't know who this guy is. But I will yeah. give you this that, that he can very well take it. I just don't see it happening at Fighter Fest. That's the only thing that's throwing me off.
2: Yeah, I, I can't I see it either. And and one thing that Emma agree with you 110%. We have enough platforms now where there's enough footage out there of certain guys. Uh you can watch them on impact. There's definitely stuff out there. I I'll tell you why I don't see it. I think there's more to it. I still think once we get through the stuff with the inner circle, I think Jericho, I think they're gonna find a way to get Moxley and Jericho back together with the inner circle. Know getting involved with that, I, I can't see Cage being the guy. I can, you know I can also see that Omega. Eventually, they're going to build Omega back up to maybe get his his win back versus Moxley too. So there's a lot of different scenarios. I can't see Cage coming in and making that big of an impact where you, you you have to say, oh, we have to give him the belt. Like you have to remember what what was going on with Lesnar at that time too. When Lesnar first came in, Austin just walked out. They were looking for something. There was a little bit of a boost with Lesnar. People were, had some interest. They and Rock sort of, was looking for a way out. And Rock and Rock was in and out because he was doing movies. Yeah. So they needed something. So there was a lot of different that's there's a lot of different things going on at that time when they put Brock in that in that spot. So I I don't think you can compare Cage and Lesnar to that situation with, with the exception of the build. I think that they're onto something here. I think with the this is a situation where there's going to be a little bit more of a chase to get to Moxley for for, for there to be a title change. I don't think there's that, that. This is a chase situation for Brian Cage. It
1: could it could oh. be. Uh, I think it's something we can uh, discuss more later on. Uh, I, I I don't think you uh, let Brian uh, Cage lose that soon. Um, and if he does lose to John Moxley, it's going to have to be in the fashion of. Uh, quite possibly how um Brody Lee lost on Saturday night you know uh, where he didn't tap he didn't get pins he he passed out it's gonna, mm-hmm. it, it would have to be in a, some kind of similar situation to protect Brian Cage if in fact you have a plan for Brian Cage oh they have a plan because they have uh, a plan, yeah yeah tony you, khan you, after- you have to protect them yeah, Tony Khan, after the pay-per-view, had a media scrum uh, virtually, and he, and he says it. He's like, I put a rocket on, on Cage. I'm pushing him as far as I can, I, and I, I really believe in the, this guy. We're, we're putting a lot behind him. So he sees something there, and, and he's going to push him very hard. Whether he, I, I still think he's going to lose, but you might be right. Like this would be a surprise to all of us that he comes in and just takes the title. I don't. I don't see it happening at Fighter Fest. But what if it does? This will have everyone talking, you know. And AEW sometimes is is unpredictable like that. I, I still don't see it happening. I, I don't believe it for one second. But can it happen? Yeah, sure. The possibility's there. And, and you never know. Um, and I just thought of a scenario where Brody Lee is going to want another title shot soon, so he could very well get. Uh, you know, uh, well, the Fighter Fest. First of all, if I'm not mistaken, to be a free pay per view, right? It, it. I. That's the thing is that okay. last year was, so it's probably going to be a free so pay per view. If this that's, year. that's the why I don't case, I promise you there will be shenanigans in that yeah, championship match, which about. I can see the Dark Order coming in interfering, and then that would protect Brian Cage, so. He- it doesn't have to take the loss, but um, I hope it doesn't go that way because that's one of the things that they've, they've stayed away from mainly. I mean, we've seen a couple of losses like that with the inner circle, but not many like skirmishes uh, to, to stop title matches. Well, they title don't want match- to do that on uh, paid pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. Cody, Cody wants to give uh, the fans some money's worth. They don't want those kind of shenanigans. Exactly. And if, if fighter Fest is to entice you to buy all out, They'd they do best. To, they would they would. Uh, how do I how do I put it? It would be best if they didn't do that because for someone who hasn't paid the fifty or sixty bucks for it, uh, this will be their first time watching it, and this is what they will expect next wanna, time. So get as if many you give eyes.
2: Them crap. Get as yeah, many if you eyes. Them
1: time, they're going to expect crap when they pay for it. So I'm not. I'm just not going to pay for it.
2: And not only that, but last year Fighter Fest gave and the his favorite MJF promo of all time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so never forget that.
2: Yeah, so um, as I'm
1: sitting in a video game store, <laughs> you start garbage about video game fans and and video games in general.
2: That's yeah. great.
1: <laughs> Moving on, we have a we have a couple of viewers uh, watching tonight uh, So we just want to thank you guys. Feel free to leave comments uh, about what you thought of AEW Dynamite. We'll do our best to address them. Uh, Moving on. We got the rules of being a role model in a segment with Britt Baker. Uh, let me tell you, I love the creativity with Britt Baker. I think that's kind of what's attracted me more to her characters or creativity. Not as much as her delivery and talking, but her creativity is, is uh, really good. Uh, rule number three, don't hurt the role model. So that's <laughs> one of the rules that we got tonight. She calls out her conspirators, Statlander, Sheeta, Nyla Rose uh, calls them out. And then she also introduces the board, which uh, represented the web of evils yep. um all centered around the brains of the operations and at the center of that was Aubrey Edwards the referee <laughs> and she points out how Aubrey Edwards was there each and every single time she's been injured this year <laughs> oh and um she announced that she's going to be back at all out so she's not going to be gone for long thankfully uh, and how about the designer wheelchair so what did that you guys think of this segment
2: this this had Jericho coaching. All over. Oh yeah. This had listen, she's doing she's doing a great job. I, obviously coming off of this injury, she's got I just read an interview with her that she said after she had concussions last year she was very timid in the ring. Look, she's she's a work in progress and it's progressing. You know, when we when we saw her for the first time last year at Double or Nothing, I remember looking at M going they they're, they're going to put a lot of stock in her but I don't just don't think she's ready yet she's getting there promo wise I'll be the first one to admit when I'm wrong and she, she's right now she's proving me wrong about on whether she can talk she's a great heel you see young talent is you want to see progress and I think with her and some of the other young talent in uh, AW you're starting to see that progress. We'll talk about some more young talent later on when later on we get to the Battle Royal but progressing but Britt is doing a great job of channeling this remember originally it was just the dentist now it's the role model thing she's yeah. transitioning she's transitioning well and, and that's the one thing you want from young talent is you want progress and that's what we're getting with brit baker
1: brandy are you jumping on the brit baker absolutely bandwagon. not absolutely not she's i jerking. feel like you're jumping on that bandwagon
2: no i'm i'm actually <laughs> being i'm listen i'm being uh impartial and saying I'm admitting that I'm wrong. She's doing a great job in in getting into this character. She's your dentist. She's number three on your list, Wayne. Uh, What's on, Wayne? I just got the call.
1: I have a dentist appointment in two weeks. (laughs) I'm jumping on this bandwagon, Wayne. I'm enjoying her heel work. You know I'm a heel at heart. You win me over by doing things like this, by pissing off off people, by by making the, the, the crowd angry, by... By berating poor Tony, what, what uh Tony Shavani? What is he? He's the human mic stand. Did I hear that? Human right? Mic, yeah. the human the human mic. Mic. She almost dropped an F bomb today. She's like out the way. It's like I'm like, I caught that. That was awesome. I don't know if she panicked a little, but you know, like I, I enjoyed it. It showed a lot and uh, a lot of growth. Like 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 you guys said, she was just a dentist. She was just some chick coming in and wrestling, and she, like you could see that she was green. Uh, at one point, when she had uh, uh, the concussion, I think at uh, what was it, Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen?
2: Fight for the um, Fallen. Not,
1: yeah, and uh, she she ran over to the wrong corner and tried to tag out, and we we were all looking like this is going to be the the next. Uh, female, you you really push. So there was worry there, but you know what? Like uh, Tony Khan is 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 looking like a great talent scout. He's he's picking these people out before they even know how talented they are. And this AEW has become this form of like, listen, just go out there and do it, man. And a lot of people they're going out there and they're discovering that they got what it takes and right now she's showing exactly that she's as talented as Tony Khan and everyone at AEW thought she would be the the, the creativity and I, I love the delivery she looks like a jerk you know she's just like get that thing for me get 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 the 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 paper you know flip it it's great just the delivery her 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 facial expressions she has that I'm better than you just get it done look and you just want to slap her upside the head. It's great. That's how you're a heel. That's how you make everyone hate you. I love it. The art of being a heel is, is very close to my heart. So she's won me over 110%. I am Team Brit right now. I, I'll and let her work on my teeth.
2: Listen, listen, I just want to say this to M too. Don't, don't uh, confuse being impartial and jumping on a bandwagon. I'm just being 100% honest. All right, I, I think she's doing a great job. And no, she again, is. and and that's the one thing I'm saying, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon yet because her in-ring work still has to get better. But as far as delivering and being a character on television and being able to uh, get the fans pissed off at you, she's doing an excellent job. But so
1: even even her ring work is getting better if you haven't noticed. Her match with Sheamus yes. is great.
2: And yeah, she's even- much better.
1: The little bit that we saw in the tag match before she got hurt, it was pretty good. Like Again, she's green. She's only got, what, three years of experience. You're not going to get any better if you don't go out there and do this. And she's been doing it, and she's been getting better, and it's only going to get better from here. So as a fan and as a fan of heel wrestlers... I'm really excited to see what comes next. I just hope so. she she has a speedy recovery and we get a, a, a kick-ass uh, match at All Out. Tonight, we had Hakira uh, Shida, Shida, the new AEW Women's Champion, versus Christy Janes um i personally don't know much about her uh she had a decent showing for the time she was given she did with the win tonight so i wanted to ask you guys who is she does next contender for the title
2: a first re- contender nyla for a rematch i think i think i, I think i don't they- know
1: Go ahead, I think, go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting.
2: <laughs> no, no. I think I think you give Nyla a rematch. I think Nyla's case is she she has to have she has to win in a no DQ match to beat her. So I think that's she's gonna come out and say, like, I want to do it in a wrestling match and see what happens. And they can build off of that. You know, again, AEW doesn't do I guess doesn't really do the long-term storytelling, like what we've been saying about MJF and Cody. It felt like everything abruptly stopped and eventually it'll pick up later on. I'm just saying that if they decide they want to go that route, Nyla can go into the, hey, you had to use weapons to beat me, now try and do it with your hands, and then Nyla can always go back and try and win the, win the belt. I, that's I. That's where I think they should go at this point.
1: Steve, I, I, love, I love everything you said except the timing. She cannot be the next challenger. You have to have fresh challengers, and that's one of the things about other companies is that we see the same challenger week in, week out, month in, month out. The one thing that I really enjoy about watching uh, All Elite Wrestling is that they have different challenges from week to week, from month to month. We don't see the automatic rematches or, or constant ad nauseum matches of this guy winning and then this guy wins. I, I hate the 50-50 booking and I don't want to see it. I don't want to see an automatic rematch uh, for Nyla, but I do think that they have to meet again. Not soon, but... Maybe in a couple of months. Yeah. So, for for to answer your question as as to who, uh it it, it she would have to go out against Statlander. Yeah. Uh, Statlander had had a match. Uh, she beat uh, Penelope Ford at the pay per view. Penelope. Uh, she's, yeah, she's building a little. Uh, uh, a little bit of momentum, but the problem is that not a lot of people will have momentum at the moment. So I, I say, give it to Chris Statlander, let them go at it. And uh, she's just going to have a successful title of defense. I wouldn't mind seeing that match, honestly. And then eventually maybe the next opponent could be uh, the next major opponent, because she's going to have opponents here. She's probably going to face Penelope and, and who knows uh, who else uh, actually she, the, the girl she faced today. What's her name? Uh, Jamie. Mm-hmm. James, she's, Chris, she's, she's James. Very, yeah, she's very good. I, I saw her on Dark uh, back, I believe, in November. It was very, it was early in the Dark days. Uh, she was very good then. I forgot who she she fought. She even might have fought uh Heikaru Shida, um, but it was a good match, and I enjoyed seeing her. Uh, and I was actually happy when I saw her tonight on Dynamite. I was like, oh man, I remember when she was on Dark, and uh, so so I was cool with that. Uh, They they have to start implementing a lot of the people that they use on Dark on on, uh, Dynamite, and I think slowly but surely they have, so I'm happy to see that. Uh, But I I still say Chris Statlander should be the next challenger. A couple more uh, talking points before we wrap it up tonight. Uh, We got uh, an interview with uh, Cody Rhodes. Great Great promo. promo. Absolutely. Randy, would you like to start us off with that?
2: Can I tell you uh, the one of the things that he has got from his dad has been able to give you the gift of gab and being able to talk people into a building has been one of Cody's strong points. And I got to tell you, I love what they're going to be doing with him. The, you know, the, I almost call this the, uh, you know, the, what is was the U S title invitational that John Cena used to do where every single week. He was giving somebody a match. I love the idea of that belt being on the line every single week on TNT. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think Cody is the right guy to keep. Uh, he, I don't see him having really bad matches, whether he's no. fighting Darby Allen, whether he fights Sammy Guevara, when he's fight, even when he was in the tag matches against the Butcher and the Blade. Cody is an excellent talent, and I understand that he has such a big hand backstage, but having him in the ring every single week is a strong thing for Dynamite to have because he's going to be giving a lot of guys opportunities. You know, like like Cena said, you you want to give you get the opportunity to let these guys get their business card out there to show the show them what that you can do, and maybe you will even get an upset here and there to uh, see. I, I honestly, where I would like Cody to see also
1: brought up Connecticut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I enjoyed.
2: that. I'm not welcome in Connecticut right now. <laughs> uh, what one of the things you know, this might be an opportunity for Darby to get that win somewhere down the line. Because Darby does true. Darby has momentum as a face right now. And if eventually he gets a shot at the, at the TNT title, Darby deserves that win against Cody. And once he gets it, boom, it's going to explode.
1: Yeah. And it's going to happen. It's yeah. just a matter of time. And what what, what I find uh, refreshing is that I, I look at the TNT title as, as maybe the TV title back in WCW. Mm-hmm. You know, it's defended weekly or at least mostly on TV. Uh, so I, I'm excited about that because it, 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 it lends um, weight to the up- upcoming stars, uh, something to, to challenge for while they're waiting around to, to finally get to challenge for the, the world.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumba Casino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DW. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Uh-huh, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win in tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Heavyweight. Well, it's not even the world heavyweight. Now that I think about it, it's just the world championship. But... um. It, it, it's it's a great opportunity, and who better to to put these guys over than Cody Rhodes himself? You know, exactly. And, and he's done an amazing job. Of that first match with with uh, Darby is all I can think about. It's like you pushed these guys. And then let me ask you a question: the first episode of Dynamite. I know Wayne. Wayne, did you watch that one? Yes. All right. Who was the first match on Dynamite? Uh, um, Woods versus um, Darby Allen, Sammy, no, no, oh, Vera, Sammy, Vera.
2: Sammy. Sammy yeah.
1: yeah, and look how far <laughs> Guevara has come in those months. It's what, like six, seven months later, and yep. he's doing an amazing job. Uh, I watched his vlog the other day and he was he was uh analyzing how far he's come. He showed up to double or nothing last year, he was in the battle royal this year, he was in the main event. And who- and just showing who he wrestled first, Cody Rhodes. He put him on the map, and he's going to do this to a lot of those new talents like Darby Allen, uh, Jack uh, Jungle Boy Jack uh, Perry. Perry. It, it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I lost his last name there for a second. Uh, and, and you're going to see this time and time again, and I'm really excited. Actually, I'm wearing a Cody shirt right now, so that's how excited I am about that. And uh, I look forward to it like because, like I said uh, the other day, this is the future of the company. You have to groom them. You have to mold them. You have to shape them, especially in our eyes. And who better than to do that with competitive matches week in and week out than Cody Rhodes? I think it was, it was a great idea. I- I'm so down for this. Tonight we had uh, Jimmy Havoc versus, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian accompanied by uh, Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast favorites, Penelope Ford versus SCU. Uh, Havoc and Sabian with a big win with the mot- uh, Michinoku driver. Um, I want to ask you guys something. I picked up a little something in the commentary. Did Excalibur give away the results of Havoc and Sabian versus Hangman and Omega, which will happen as a result of tonight's win? But do you guys think he gave away the results? Because I don't know if he picked it up. But he goes on to say, he says they will face best friends at Fighter Fest. Ah, He automatically corrects himself. Saying whomever the champions are at the time will face best. Yes, race. that so, is true. He did say that. that. I caught to that. Oh, and also, uh, Jr. made a rib against uh, WWE tonight, uh, mentioning about the plexiglass uh, when. Um, the, uh, uh, who, who was getting, uh, we talked about it before, uh, getting into it with Butcher and a Blade and, uh, oh, Young Bucks. Yeah. Young Bucks were getting into it with Butcher and a Blade. And then uh, JR made a plexiglass comments because <laughs> WWE has plexiglass on their ringside and ring entrance area. So the fans, which are NXT guys, I guess don't get saliva on the wrestlers uh, while they come <laughs> out. I don't know what the purpose of that is, but JR made a comment against about it. I, It was funny. I don't know if you guys caught that, but again, getting back to Excalibur, I I feel like he gave away the results uh, in the middle of his commentary by accident. Well, dude, it's like I've been saying, it's gonna happen. They're gonna lose the titles. Hangman's gonna lose it, and he's gonna turn. This is feeding me. Come on, you know you're feeding me.
2: Well, I I will tell you that I uh, about the actual could be the straw that breaks the camel's back, but I'm not sure exactly.
1: Please or, let it be the straw.
2: I'll it put on my be, shirt. It might be the drink that finishes the keg. Uh, listen, I, wanna, <laughs> I think I think that um, like the the other thing the two that was a like a little bit of a non-story in the match, but like I sort of picked up on it was SCU and I, they keep hinting like SCU is talented enough to not have to be at a tag team situation. Okay. I, they they think I think they're gonna do one of two things here. Um, I think they might break them apart because, look, Daniels was in the battle royal, Kazarian and 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 Sky are out there, and they're not really in the mix right Right. now. So I think maybe they uh, they might be it might be done for them. Like I think maybe it might be. A breakup, or you know, everyone just goes to separate. It might be one of those things. I'm trying to use the best example of a tag team that used to do this, where they used to just to break. It's like the Hard Foundation back in the day. You saw Jimmy Enville, Nine Hart, Bret Hart used to wrestle individual for a little while, and then they keep coming back as a tag team, which yeah. could be what what SCU eventually does. But I felt like a team like Havoc and and uh, Sabian. I think this was more of a. We're going to let them over, and SCU sort of getting pushed to the side because they were the the featured tag team for a little while, the first tag team champions they had. It's a shame to see how um, hard they've fallen. I'm a big fan of SCU. I'm uh, I'm just – Still on their bandwagon. Still on their bandwagon. Yes. Ah, you on their <laughs> so, bandwagon, man? Eh? You yeah. like that word? I uh, uh, listen. I think I still think it's going to be a good match, no matter what. I haven't really been disappointed with the in-ring work of AEW uh, at all, so I'm still looking forward to the match. Little disappointed, SCU lost, but um, Havoc and Sabian have turned out to be a very, very fun team to watch. And listen, who hasn't driven a Ford lately? So you know that's oh, all Jesus, I
1: have. Man, God. Anyway, <laughs> very, to very, very 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 uh, tasteless.
2: <laughs> <Jesus>.
1: Anyway, <laughs> well hey, let back me let, you know, let me bring a point. Um, I, I think <laughs> Scorpio Sky might break out as a single star eventually. I think and, I
2: think so too. And
1: yeah. That's what's gonna happen because to, uh, Tony Khan has, has said it. Like, I think Daniels and Kazarian uh, are kind of mm-hmm. there just to help uh, bring Scorpio Sky up. Yeah, cuz yeah. you, you can tell even when when they were in the tag team tournament. Uh come on, Scorpio Sky, he he wrestled with no shoes on. He wasn't ready. <laughs> he looked great. And the way they presented him, I, I'm telling you, this is future champion right there. You know, right. They and, are going to push eventually. And
2: and, and eventually. adding to that yeah. and adding to that and adding to that Daniel's is also the head of talent relations behind the scenes so that's another thing too you don't see him out there much kazarian could do his own thing as a singles sky is a as a star in the making I, like all joking really aside good. all joking aside i think i think if they all went their separate routes i think the like kazarian will end up getting lost in the shuffle somewhere but i think um you can see it happening whereas daniel's daniel's has more days behind him than he does in front of him as far as being on the right. Yeah. I think he was
1: ready to retire uh, before he was hired by AEW. He was already thinking about hanging up the boots. So it looks like he's taking a a backstage role and he just makes appearances here and there. I don't think he's going to be in major storylines. I think mostly it's going to be Kazarian, and it would be interesting if they do a whole breakup angle where it's like Azarian and Scorpio Sky. I mean, they teased it at the ladder match. It, 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 and uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool. You know, and um, I I would like to see them go at it. I, I'm i I'm a sucker for the whole, you know, tag team breaking up and uh, dissension. You know, like, uh, remember, I'm a Shawn Michaels fan. So I'm showing my roots here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> throw me through the you glass window. Yourself, yeah, throw, throw yourself
1: through the glass window. I, and I, I'd, I'd be down to see that again, and uh, to see SCU yes, go down that that route. Got no problem with it, but definitely Scorpio Sky is a star in the in the making, and you can tell, and uh, there's no secret there. And so I guess they're just trying to soften the blow when, when it finally does happen that they're not going to be a tag team anymore. Tonight we got. We had the Battle Royal. The Battle Royal faces Cody Rhodes, I believe, next week, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, but before we get to the match, we had a little bit of a tease tonight with MJF and Wardlow with a little dissension. Yeah. And then we see it a little bit later on in the match with uh, MJF hitting Wardlow with his uh, AEW ring. ring. Yeah. Um and that, that basically ended the night for Warlow as far as that match goes. A um, couple uh, other talking points in this match with uh, Santina, uh, San- Santana and Ortiz jumping Orange Cassidy. Um, so uh, a little bit early in the night, Orange Cassidy was just aimlessly walking in the background while in a, on <laughs> camera while Inner Circle um, was doing their promo with the five of them, which I thought was pretty uh, funny. I love it. Um, and it apparently made them mad. So as their revenge, uh, Santana Ortiz jumped Orange Cassidy, hitting them with the, uh, the, 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 uh, the
0: sock the filled with
1: balls. And you see Wardlow protected MJF the whole time during a match, which I thought was interesting. Uh, this all leading up to uh, right before MJF knocked out Wardlow, and um, then we get a surprise. We get we we get a um, surprise. The last two uh, people in the ring uh, was uh, Jungle Boy and Orange Cassidy. Then they had a nice little little match there, which I thought was pretty cool. And um, so Jungle Boy gets the win, and he
2: goes on to face Cody Rhodes next week for the TNT Championship on Dynamite. I, I said it to to you guys right after the Battle Royal. Uh, Cassidy didn't need that win. And oh, no. since uh, last year, Double or Nothing, when Jungle Boy came on the scene, I will tell you that he has been sort of hurting for that win. There's so much you can do for him. He's such a good young talent, and he's doing a great job with uh, – You know, growing and progressing goes back to like we were saying about Britt Baker, progressing uh, as a talent and seeing them just get better and better. And Jungle Boy certainly done that. And this win does so much more for him than it would have done for Orange Cassidy. Cassidy is over as it is. He doesn't need anything. He's going to be going in with this thing now with the inner circle, which is going to be a lot of fun. So this is a big win for Jungle Boy. And it was interesting was the talent that was in that there for the battle royal. You saw guys in there he I haven't seen for like you saw Billy Gunn in the Ring. When was the last time we saw Billy Gunn in the Ring? Uh it was it was just an interesting battle royal. And then at the end, something that I know M picked up on it too was that uh Colt Cabana was flirting with the Dark Order. <laughs> so yeah. i just I, I i got a kick out of the battle royal i liked it the last two was great it's always fun watching mjf get upset to me that was the best part about it M, uh wayne's fellow long islander getting upset so that's what it looks like when long islanders get mad so i i just you know i i enjoyed everything about the battle royal i thought it was fun
1: yeah it, it's exactly what it needed to be and uh Jungle Boy, I, I, as soon as he won, I popped. I'm not going to lie to you because uh, he needs that win. And uh, he's one of those uh, wrestlers that you get excited to watch. You know, He's young. I think he's 22 years old. Uh, he lost his dad not too long ago, and he, he, he dedicates a lot to his father. Uh, so it, it's really interesting that they chose him to win this battle royal, and I'm looking forward to seeing the match that him and Cody put on because we saw what he did. Yeah, we saw what Jungle Boy did with um with Chris Jericho back in, I think, November or December, mm-hmm. was it? So this will be another yeah, one of those. T- uh, what is it, is it a 10-minute Iron Man match? Or, or I think the simulation yeah. was that Jungle Boy would have to last 10 minutes, which he, he did. He would have the last ten, 10 minutes, and he did. And he was in the walls of Jericho for uh, the very ending, I believe, and he he withstood it. So I think this is going to be one of those times. Obviously, he's not going to win, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how good the, the quality of the match is. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the quality. He's going to come up short, but it's, he's, he's going to look strong. And, and each defeat, he'll look stronger and stronger until he finally gets that victory. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to That's one of the guys, like I said, these young guys, it's so exciting to see them. They're, they're growing. In front of us daily, along with the with the with the organization, so it's a very exciting uh, show time. Uh, I love being a wrestling fan, and this these are the things that, that that excite me as a wrestling fan to see all these guys just become who they're gonna be. And uh, later on, you're gonna see little kids running around with Jungle Boy t shirts and and toys, and we can say, "Hey, we saw him get there." You know, we saw the journey. To what what he's going to become, and I'm I'm all for it, man.
2: And by the way, I want to give you guys some breaking news at shopaw.com. The FTR's t-shirts are now available. <laughs> that was quick. That was that was very quick. Oh, so we knew and, that was going to happen. Yeah, listen to what you're saying about Jungle Boy too. He's a young prospect, too, and we being the, the match with Jericho notwithstanding, we were able to see that against MJF on Saturday night. We were able to see that. Uh, over the last year, we've seen him go back and forth. And that's one of the things that M&I has been talking about. I, I joke around a lot uh, with a lot of different things about AEW. But one of the things I will say is... I, I was saying about the the, the Jurassic Express. We, Luchasaurus is a little bit of a comedy act. Let's be honest what it is. Marco Stun is a comedy act. It is what it is. But you see the talent that Jungle Boy is. And the problem is with a lot of their losses... He's been taking the pinfall, not Marco, when they're when it's been all three of them together. And I've always felt that was sort of like in the beginning, okay, he's paying his dues a little bit, but lately he doesn't need to be taking those pinfalls. So now he's getting some wins, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does against Cody because I think it's a different style. One of the things I love about Cody is he's able to adjust his style. He was able to do it with Archer, able to do it with MJF, with Jericho, Sammy, Darby Allen. Cody's able to adjust and make sure he can make sure he, the shine gets on some of the other guys. So this is going to be a lot of fun with Jungle Boy because he's a hell of an athlete, and uh, Cody's going to bring the best out of him next week.
1: I mean, did you see the way that they ended that battle royal? Yeah. It was like, a, what is the head scissors toward the outside, and then he kind of just hangs there? you know. And th- that's not easy, man. So it, it, we see his athleticism week in and week out. He's very impressive.
2: What would have been very impressive, though, when Cassidy was hanging him by one arm, if he would have looked at the camera and gave the thumbs up while he was doing that, that would have been classic. <laughs> nah, he, he didn't need any.
1: See, that's the thing is, Jungle Boy. He's the more serious character of that whole trio. Like just like you said, he's more the wrestler than he is the the comedian. Although he does have a couple of comedic spots here and there.
2: Yeah, and, and I think I think it wouldn't be a bad thing for this, to take him away from that group and yeah, give eventually. him a little. I uh, gave him a little bit of a different role because the kid is talented, and I don't. And I think this the gimmick sort of hampers him a little bit right now.
1: And if I don't know if you noticed, but he's putting on the uh, the pounds, man. He's putting on muscle. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I did. Once you brought that up, I noticed that. Uh, yeah, he looked a little a little more um, yeah. beefier, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like so, I said, they're growing yeah. up right in front of us, man. Is oh, really absolutely. Like it's a, it's,
0: they all it's are. Impressive.
1: Yeah, they all are. Um, uh, moving on, uh, our, our last talking point tonight. Um, and then I got to bring up a couple of things. But uh, inner circle, the inner circle celebration closed out the show. Um, it basically ended in a melee, which I thought was pretty cool. But um, the the segment itself, uh, you know, you see uh, Jack Hager giving a poem. Um, You see uh, Sammy Guevara giving the group trophies. Um, Chris Jericho gives Sammy a scooter, which uh, looked all too familiar to me. That's pretty much the same scooter that I rode around at work while I was recovering from Achilles. Um, You see Ortiz Ortiz is given a pair of headphones. uh, And then uh, Sammy asks uh, what Sammy Guevara asks uh, what Chris Jericho wants. And then he goes on to say, Uh, that he wants Tyson's head on a platter because Tyson turned on him on a Monday night. So again, another WWE reference tonight. Mike Tyson arrives just after the cheese. Uh, They discovered that the cheese was um, gone and the bubbly was gone. They're wondering out who ate the cheese and uh, the bubbly and Sammy Guevara swears it was all there. And then all of a sudden, Mike Tyson's music hits. And then you see his old entourage show up. Jericho demands an apology. And all of a sudden we see the pushing and shoving going back and forth. And then we got ourselves a dynamite brew ha. So, what did you guys think of this segment? I thought it was a pretty cool way to close out the show.
2: I, I I felt like there's two things that came to my mind. One, I it was it was another Jericho segment. Okay, like we you're starting to see where Jericho gets his hands on it and i will tell you that the stuff with the the cheese and the you know where is this stuff and then all of a sudden tyson's guys come out with all of it and everything if i was like okay and then one of the things that there's a funny observation that we were talking about is tyson's ripping his shirt off okay and jericho's talking jericho's yes You look like you're in great shape. And he's continuing on with the promo. (laughs) It was like, I I immediately thought of Em sitting there saying, this is something that Em and I are going to talk about later because it's too funny. Yes, you're in great shape. Meanwhile, I want an apology from 10 years ago. I'm like, just like like when Jericho first started with AEW. I didn't get my thank you from AEW. (laughs) So it's like, like they found a way to bring up past history to help advance the story. uh it, It's not referencing WWE, but it's referencing WWE. Oh, we know, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. the funny thing was, it almost like they're trying to obviously reenact the original Tyson Austin thing, which was awesome at that time, and it made this it felt really, really cool. But there's only problem I have is with it is how relevant right now is Mike Tyson where. The casual there's a lot of casual people who are looking at Mike Tyson going, I don't know much about Mike Tyson. Where back in the day, everybody knew who Mike Tyson was, and it was a huge deal that he was in there with Austin. Now people have to sort of do a little bit of research to figure out who Mike Tyson is about his history. I you don't would, know. I, 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 No, no, no. Remember, people our age will argue that point. I'm talking about that 22, 23-year-old who's oh, only no, heard, heard, heard the legend 22? of Mike Tyson.
1: Exactly, but they know the legend. So they know who Mike Tyson is. And, and they'll immediately tell you that he's the guy that bit the other dude's ear off. So <laughs> they know and who Mike Tyson is. You know, like I've seen memes on Facebook and Instagram with Holyfield missing an ear trying to put on a, a, a mask during the quarantine. And he's like, oh, thank you, Mike. So trust me, people know who Mike Tyson is. Yeah. He's
2: <laughs> in movies,
1: he has yeah. his own cartoon. Trust me. He's relevant, all right? Mike Tice
2: is relevant. I he wasn't saying has- he wasn't relevant, but they know him <laughs> they from the know,
0: cartoon. They, no, they know him. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.
1: it doesn't matter they know that he used to be badass but they know mike tyson Uh, to say that they like if you go up to a 22 year old and you go hey you know who mike tyson is they're gonna say hey yeah it's the guy who built that dude in the ear while he was boxing they know who mike tyson is I, I refuse to hear that they don't know who mike tyson is a 22 year old knows who mike tyson is it, it, it's you know it's it's gonna help draw some eyes uh onto the program, i would think especially especially if um a certain broadcast channel like espn decides to uh highlight mike Tyson mike tyson i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it not too sure if WWE would be happy with that, though. Oh, but um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt uh, if if it gets a little mainstream uh, publicity uh, on TV. So we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, great segment. Uh, I thought it was entertainment, uh, entertaining. Uh, not a whole lot to go off here at the moment, although I think they might build to a special Jericho versus Mike Tyson boxing match. Don't Something like that. That's Wait, the only thing you were- can do. There was one thing you forgot, and that was very important, and you have Hispanic blood in, in you, was that they gave Jericho some – no, they gave Sammy some Vicks, all right? Yes. Geez. You have to mention the Vicks. That's very important, man. The curative powers of Vicks is amazing. Every time I have allergies, I use it. I, I have it in my hands for a reason. So the Vicks was very important, dude. That, that, that had to be said in the Deep Six podcast. We have to promote Vicks. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, he's like, yeah. <laughs> I'll go to the next topic. <laughs> we have a rumor. I have a rumor know you had about. yours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I know
1: exactly what he's going to ask. Uh, go Here we go. We we have a rumor we have to talk about, and I, and and you might know where I'm going with this, M. But it's making its uh, way through various wrestling websites this week about the contract of Adam Cole. His contract supposedly ends uh, relatively soon this summer. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been in the program uh, with uh, uh, Velveteen Dream. Um, I'm not. I think that's who he'll probably drop the title to at WWE NXT rather in your house. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on there. Uh, but yeah, his contract uh, ends uh, somewhere uh, during the summer, June, July, mm-hmm. and people is speculating that he could come to AEW, which would be great for AEW. If you see it. Uh, it's going to draw some eyeballs away from NXT on the Wednesday night to see what he's doing on uh, Dynamite. Um, I also uh, think this is a huge possibility because of Britt Baker being there in AEW. They may want to travel together, to see each other more. A uh, lot, a lot, a lot of, lot of different um, real life scenarios here. Um, I think it would be a little bit of a hurting on N- uh, on NXT brand if he leaves. It'll definitely hurt Undisputed Era. Um. So there's a a lot of things, a lot, a lot of layers uh, to this possibility of maybe him leaving when his contract was over. What do you guys? What are you guys' thoughts? Take it away, Randolph. I uh, <laughs> So
2: yeah, I I think um it's very interesting. It's a very interesting uh, theories that we're throwing out here about Adam and Cole possibly leaving. Obviously, all the signs are there because you know his girlfriend is there, and he's showing up to Memorial Day parties, hanging out with the crew there, and they're all welcoming him in there. But at the same time, don't underestimate the checkbook. And um, you know he's still an NXT under an NXT contract. He's not making as much as, as a lot of the guys on the main roster. And you know he hasn't gotten that big payday, and it's not saying he wouldn't get it with AEW. But you know we've all we've all seen it. CM Punk, you know, says every once in a while you know, get offered that money. He was out the door in 2011, and they they talked him into staying during that show because of the money that they were able to offer. And he says, "Well, I'll give the college a try." Adam Cole and some of these other guys, Johnny Gargano is another one, just don't want to come up to the main roster because they know what's going to happen to them. So. If you've accomplished everything that you can in NXT and you don't want to go up on the main roster, because if you know the nonsense that's going on there, then why not take the shot? It's not like it's not like if it doesn't work out that WWE will never welcome you back. I guarantee you. You know, look, they brought back guys that you never think would ever come back. Did you ever think hey. after this after the screw job you would ever see Brett the Hitman Hart back on WWE TV? Hey,
1: Did Ultimate you, Warrior,
2: Ultimate Warrior. There's only been okay. one guy. There's only been one guy who's disappeared from WWE TV that never came back.
1: Yeah, stayed, disappeared. That's no. Mr. Macho Man.
2: Yeah. Branch. So, Just for whatever the reason, he was the only guy that never came back. But everybody else has come back. The There's NW.
1: What? Huh? Oh, Not to mention Max Luger. Well, yeah, Luger. Luger's a crackhead, isn't he? I mean, he's cleaned up, but... Wasn't there like a lot of drug problems there? Didn't he like kill? Oh, yeah. 2000. 2000 He killed Miss
2: Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. I think he killed someone. Listen, listen. yeah. Luger is the only guy I know who jobbed to Mabel and the next night showed up on Nitro getting in Hulk Hogan's face. So, (laughs) you know, so like, but I'm just saying in general, though, if Adam Cole decided to pick up and go to AEW, and all of a sudden, it didn't work that out there. You think Vince and Triple H, especially yeah. Triple H, is not going to welcome him back when open welcome arms? So I think that I could see that happening more than some of the other guys. Like, There's a long list of free agents available right now, one being Rusev, who I still think is going to show up in AEW at some point. Drew Gulak? Yeah. Drew, well, no, Drew, Drew just resigned. He just resigned. Okay. He just resigned. resigned. So... I, I listen, I think it can happen. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. And if you do that, then you just have to split up the undisputed era and shame. uh shame. Yeah.
1: Listen, my, I mean you can, I can still keep that you can still keep that group together by uh losing Adam Cole loses a big element of that group. I mean he's he, he is the group, let let's be let's be honest. He's the Absolutely Cole is the man. And I would I would kill for him to be in AEW. I mean, there's a reason that he's at all these parties is his girlfriend is there, and uh, he's he's good friends with, with, with the Elite. He always has been. They, they were in Bullet Club together. They were in Ring of Honor together. Uh, actually, I sent you guys a uh, video of him being kicked out of the Bullet Club earlier uh, from Ring of Honor. I don't know if you guys watched that, but um, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, I don't think that it'll happen uh, simply because everyone is reporting it. And uh, there's a lot of time on his contract left. And, and, and when we talk about wrestling uh, time, I kind of think of it like dog years. You know, it's like if you have like a couple of months, it's like a couple of years, like so much can happen. I mean, I was holding my breath for, for Marty. Marty Skrull to, to, to come to AEW, and we all saw how that ended up. Uh, he, he signed a massive deal with, with Ring of Honor, became their, their booker. Uh, so that dashed my dreams. Although he did show up on Be the Elite uh, this, this week, but I haven't finished the whole episode. But uh, I digress. Is it possible? i it, it's possible is it probable i don't think so um i think they, they they try to keep him on nxt maybe they throw the the main event money at him but keep him down there but you never know i mean it, i haven't heard any rumblings of him being unhappy but i have heard rumblings that he's not allowed to go to the AEW tapings to go see uh his friends or his girlfriend so i i, I think that that was interesting to hear because she was allowed to go watch him on NXT. They even showed her on TV. Uh, remember, we Which all saw that was a complete accident. <laughs> yeah, it, it was an accident. It was an accident, but you know, we all thought she would get in trouble with AEW for being there. And Tony Khan is just like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't care. You know, like uh, he, he's a cool dude like that. Uh, at least I think he is. Uh, he comes off like that. Uh, but I'd love to see, Adam Cole make the move to AEW and see him uh, go work in Japan and maybe even have like an interpromotional thing with Ring of Honor. Do I see it? I mean, if he's unhappy in WWE, then it's more of a possibility. But I haven't heard any reports that he's unhappy. It's all uh, just speculation at this point that his contract ends in a couple of months. For all we know, they're renegotiating at this very moment. So I, I'll, I'm going to be in the no camp. I, I don't see it happening, although I am secretly wishing it does. So I, I don't want anybody to think that I wouldn't love to see Adam Cole in AEW because that would be – I, I want to see all of them in AEW. Uh, talk uh, about a major shot in the arm if uh, AEW lands Cole. I mean, he's <laughs> a hell of a talent. I mean, I mean the, he's the, basically uh, becoming a household name now. Yeah, he, he can talk. He can wrestle. Like his matches with Gargano, oh man! I mean, we saw it at uh at, at the Barclays. Remember, we were all there, thanks to Randy. Thank you again, Randy. Uh, that you hooked us up last year. i mean uh, a- We all, yeah, we, we all went to uh <laughs> to, to the Barclays to watch it last year. Uh, the the takeover yeah, WrestleMania, the takeover. and and it was amazing. I mean, we saw better wrestling at that show than actual WrestleMania that that weekend. And then I was uh, uh, spoiled again because the next day I went to go see the G1 uh, Climax at at MSG with with Ring of Honor and New Japan. And like I said, my mind was blown wrestling-wise that weekend. By the time I got to Mania, it was all crap to me. It was like, I can't do this. This is crap. That was wrestling. So that was like a major – if anything, you can blame Randy. Blame Randy, everyone. Now I'm an elitist. I'm always talking about other federations. I used to be a diehard WWE guy. Him and my son are at fault. They 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 uh they they uh they kidnapped me and made me watch real good wrestling. And and your your son, uh, I I think has become an archer, Mark. Yeah, um, yeah, man. He's got the whole the braids and everything. He was here. He was mad as hell when uh when he lost though.
2: Uh, real quick, I wanted to just throw something in here. There was an article on Forbes about how the NXT performers have been really upset about their payoffs and also about the money that they're making down in NXT, which might be one of the reasonings. Uh, there's a lot of talk about guys wanting to leave. But, uh, guys whose contract's up besides Cole's coming up. You have Gargano's coming up at the end of the year. Ciampa's Ch- coming up, who's another one who says he doesn't want to go up to the main roster. Uh, and the one that's very, very interesting, which nobody's really talking about, is Finn Balor's up in November. So oh. that's, a, oh, that's so
1: that's another one that's really, 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 really interesting. Well, Finn Balor's getting that main roster money, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, he yeah. loves and that's actually a problem that they were just talking about on how Finn Balor is making main roster money right now down in NXT, while mm-hmm. guys, are, which, which guys are not even not even eating. And if you want to talk about guys or another guy who's not interested in going up to the main roster is a guy who actually had success when he was performing on the main roster during these some of these pay-per-views. And that's Keith Lee, when he had a great showing at Survivor Series and a great showing at the Royal Rumble but he's another one who's, been, who's expressed not wanting to come up to the main roster wants to continue working with Triple H because he feels that he's being presented the right way in yeah. NXT. So that, to me, is a very, very, very big, tell- big telling point. Um, so Adam WWE, Cole.
1: Hey, listen, yeah. if, if WWE wants to keep these guys, they're going to yeah. have to work around it, and well, they're going to have to pay. They're going to have to uh, you know, overcome those problems about why they don't want to come up to the main roster and then fix that, and then also... Well, pay one one of the things that i'm sorry randy because i i I saw your lips moving a little bit but i'm gonna interrupt for a second uh one of the things that that annoys me or irks me is that they keep saying that there is no difference between nxt and the main roster nxt is the main roster so if nxt is the main roster pay them like the main roster you can't have charlotte and finn balor making uh you know, like a main roster money and everyone else eating ramen noodles, you know, and, and that's assuming that that's what they're being paid. I, I honestly don't know the contracts, but it's, it's significantly less than the main roster. So NXT is on TV now. What is the excuse that they're not being paid properly?
2: And I want to throw something else out there too. Is I always look back, if you look back at WrestleMania through the years, I always felt like the roster goes in a three year span as far as being able to rotate guys around who are significant being in major feuds. And then you see the roster gradually change. I'm looking at the roster, the main rosters now at WWE, and there's guys who have been there forever who've been through everything that you could possibly put them through besides putting their championship uh, right on. Them. Or, uh, right <laughs> Well, David, there's also guys who are so underutilized, not getting any opportunities, like Cesaro. And you know, uh, you, you can you can go <laughs> over you can go over guys and just and start picking them out. But like, I don't need to see feuds with Baron Corbin anymore. I think Seth Rollins has oh, uh, played exactly. out. Uh, Roman Reigns, obviously, we all know how we feel about Roman. Uh, and even even Bray Wyatt, I think that you have sort of exhausted everything that you can possibly do with him. The Fiend character has been great. Uh, It's been a nice change, but at the same time, you still seen him go against a lot of the guys who he's going against right now. Exactly. So that's that's one of the three main reasons why I've lost interest in the main roster. And I don't mind watching NXT. I don't mind watching AW. I finally watched the first couple episodes of uh, the NWA Power thing on you on YouTube, and I really enjoyed that because it was different. You know, I mean, and I'm, I'm I'm getting around to watching Impact again and just checking that out and. The older stuff on WWE Network to me is fun, but the new pro, the, the current stuff on the main rosters, it's almost like you feel like you're wasting. It's you feel like you're wasting your time watching. Well,
1: well I have to defend Raw a little bit. Raw, Raw has been fresh in their content every, every uh, just about every single week. New guys are being pushed for one, one reason or another. Uh, you know, uh, with uh, wrestlers not being able to make it to the performance center because of the COVID nineteen uh, has given opportunity for new faces. And most of those new faces have been showing up on Raw, making the content fresh. Seth Seth Rollins' character has been fresh. He's been doing very good owning that Uh, new stable with Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, and and Buddy Murphy. Uh, You know, we have a new U.S. champion. uh, um, uh, What's his name? Smiley. Apollo Cruz, <laughs> Apollo Cruz. We have a new year, new, new U.S. Cha- champion. We got Oscar with the belt. She's been doing some really good stuff. Raw has been pretty good. Watch SmackDown on the hand. Not not so much. Not not. I I can't say the same thing for SmackDown. I'll agree with Randy on SmackDown, but I'll defend Raw. Raw has been good because heyman has been booking it
2: and everything's been fresh. I'm gonna say the one thing, and I Emma and I have said this: AEW is th- still my favorite show em has been em and i have been saying this for the longest of time now um when you have a three hour show compared to what it was for all those years when it was a two hour show it's much easier to cut segments out than it is to add them in and i think that the monday night raw lost something when they moved to three hours full time and i know for a fact you can't do it from a from an ad revenue thing, you can't cut it back to two hours, but it's always easier to cut segments out. And during the Attitude Era, I know I'm going back to the Attitude Era by saying it, but we were able to cut segments out because there were certain things that were much more important to put on. And when you're trying to fill time comparing to cut time, it's it's a major difference. And I think that's one of the biggest problems that they've had with Monday Night Raw.
1: Well, I mean, Raw has been much better with that, though. Uh, we we the, Their match time is a lot longer. We've had uh we had a Apollo Crews going against Alistair Black for a half an hour. I mean that that I mean that match kind of put Apollo Crews right back on the map uh just because of match so, they, so they've been allowing the like, uh, match time to, to go on a little bit longer. I, I have noticed that, which is uh, much needed too. Yeah, but you know what? It's a little too late. I've been watching Raw for countless years. For them to start giving me breadcrumbs now is too late. You you lost me. You were supposed to give me this years ago. When I tune into a wrestling show, I expect to see wrestling. If I see any more Jerry Jerry Springer type stuff, I'm going to lose my damn marbles. I'm (laughs) done with the whole Jerry Springer. I I didn't even like Jerry Springer in the 90s. I didn't want Jerry Springer in my wrestling. And... it's gotten to the point where it's like, all right, let's take Jerry Springer out, and now it's it's wrestling for kindergartens. I don't want to watch PG stuff either. I, I'm a I'm a grown ass man. I want to see wrestling. And thank
2: you, thank you, Vince Russo.
1: <laughs> I, unfortunately, exactly, I, and 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 I, I on there. I guess I'm your Jim Cornette for the night. I agree with Jim on this one. He like destroyed wrestling it was all about the the shock factor and you're I a heel yeah i wish i hit you guys with, with with a tennis racket at any moment i, I can promise you that yeah. but no, i get i get angry because it's like you, you, i have to leave the product for you to kind of like go you know what we're losing people let me kind of make it back into a wrestling show it should have been a wrestling show from the beginning it was always a wrestling show you're not even allowed to say wrestler they're superstars it kills me it, it fills me with such angst don't get me started you get me started (laughs) (laughs) well listen we're gonna get you started even more when we talk more about hangman and omega We'll well listen guys that pretty much wraps up our aew uh talk tonight um great show thank you so much for hopping on For those who are are viewing uh, us uh, online through our YouTube channel, feel free to uh, give us a like and subscribe, share with your friends. If you like what you're watching, please share us with your friends. We know you have wrestling fan friends, so give us a share. Um, If you can't watch, you can also listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And you can also follow us through factsportspage.com. Randy, there's your plug. And don't forget to check out level one games. Our boy M will hook you up. I'm getting headphones this week, hopefully. So look for that. Nice. Nice. Gentlemen, thank you so much for hopping on tonight. Uh, Awesome show. Uh, There's uh, a lot to look forward to. We have an awesome dynamite next week. I can't wait. Until then, for those that are watching and listening, we will be back on Monday night following Monday Night Raw and uh, next Wednesday following Dynamite. We'll catch you guys then. Have a good night. Have a good night.
2: Later.